and welcome again to the Social World Podcast. I'm Dave Niven and it's good to have your company. Now today we're going to do two things. I'm going to firstly talk to you for a little while about um, some media training that I'm now uh, developing and working with others on and offering and just to tell you a little bit about the background of that. But then I've got a really lovely interview with Beverly Williams MBE who um, actually initiated more than 10 years ago now the Social Work of the Year awards. So that's just to come. But firstly, I just want to tell you a little bit about the training. Now, you might remember how strongly I feel about the way social work and social care is is actually portrayed in the media. How lacking in balance I believe it to be, focusing on the negative. Um, Don't, but don't worry, this is not fake news like Donald Trump. Mistakes happen and human errors occur. I, I, I absolutely understand that. But don't forget that there are somewhere upwards of 50,000 open cases of children considered to be at risk of abuse every day in the United Kingdom. And so many years ago, when I was elected to be the national chair of the British Association of Social Workers, I felt as though I'd been thrown in at the deep end when dealing with the media. Appearing on the agenda-setting news programmes, having to both defend and promote my profession in the glare of often negative publicity, I was constantly looking to balance what seemed to always be a one-sided contest. Now, I was always trying to highlight the thousands of children and vulnerable adults that were protected by dedicated, hard-working social workers every day of the year. But not a great deal has changed all these years later. Senior managers are constantly under scrutiny when challenging cases come to the public attention. Frontline staff are rarely heard talking about all the success stories that go on every day. It's just not what the news seems to want. So, I've developed several levels of training in how to work with the media, from basic level to crisis management. And one such is being offered by Sanctuary Training, an advanced course on how to respond to the media in terms times of crisis. So on the 4th and the 5th of October this year, at the Strand Palace Hotel in London, now have a look at the website, sanctuarytraining.com, or call 0333-7000-028, we're going to actually offer a fairly detailed and complex two-day course for managers, senior managers, in the social care professions. And we will be doing testing of communication skills in a safe environment. We'll be able to respond openly and as informatively as possible while keeping confidential. And just remember that little adage of mine from before. Local authorities sometimes do confuse confidentiality with secrecy. So there's opportunities to tell stories without giving away details of any particular individuals. We'll talk about how to professionally structure a television interview. We'll set up a full studio for people to actually work in and we'll actually do recorded interviews at the beginning and at the end of each individual that comes on the course. We'll look at effectively using social media within the context of a crisis. And we'll understand how to prepare press statements. And if necessary, if, if, if uh, people who attend want it, we'll look at actually how to actually structure and get the best out of press conferences themselves. We'll talk about 
looking how to how to actually deal with image, how to deal with tips about presentation, how to get your story, your message across without sounding defensive. I mean, the whole issue of being on the media is at the moment imbalanced if you haven't thought it through. Many people have actually come a cropper uh, and you all know too well who they might have been seeing them over the years when challenges occur. And it's not that they've got um, a problem, they've got, they've got something to hide or they're trying to obfuscate things. It's just that they don't seem to realise sometimes how to properly deal with the media, how to plan the best possible responses, how to remain in control and show genuine concern and compassion whilst that whole process is occurring and unravelling and while the investigations are underway. So we want to really offer that as a as a means to get the best of you across at the time. That said aside, I still strongly believe that we don't get enough representation from frontline staff, whether it's social workers, health workers, social care workers, uh, people in the public sector on the front line. We don't hear enough of them. And a, and a lot of that is to do with, I think, fear and apprehension of, of senior management worrying what they might say, worrying what they might do. But what I say in return to that is, look, for those who were willing to put themselves forward, there's no reason on earth that they would be put up for the major crisis. There's no reason on earth why they should be put up for the major challenging cases, the ones in which there's massive public attention and looking for people to blame and so forth. They can be put forward to talk about success stories. Now, we all know that the press and the media has got a voracious appetite for stories. They need, they need information, they need things to fill their programmes. So if you put contact from local authority in your local area to, say, free newspapers or uh, local commercial radio stations or just even cultivate relationships with one or two local journalists and talk about all the thousands, the tens of thousands of success stories that occur in our world every day of the year, then they will have material, genuine people who deal with it front line, from the front line, hands-on, and plenty of opportunity to actually learn more. So, as I've again always said, the next day when a new case occurs and the social workers or the health staff or whoever it happens to be happens to go around to that person's house to try and gain their trust and get some information, make an assessment of risk and look at what's going on, there will be just that better balance, just that better opportunity because they will have seen, the families from the local community will have seen a bit more about what actually goes on within the professions. They will know that it's not all about snatching children or going into blame or looking for problems. They're going in there to actually be are professional helpers. They're looking to, to maintain children and vulnerable adults within families wherever possible. They're looking to maintain the structures of families together. They're looking to do what they're trained for. And at the end of the day, if there's that balance in the media, if there's that more understanding of what people do, then genuinely they'll get over the doorstep much, much easier and get in to do what they're meant to be doing, what they're trained to be doing. So there's a huge value in actually understanding, working with 
and being more open and transparent with the media wherever possible, at the same time as allowing them to see what goes on in our world. So as far as I'm concerned, the media training that now I'm going to start offering, whether it's foundation level, basic level, whether it's intermediate level or whether it's advanced level, with all the bells and whistles of TV, radio, broadcast media, social media, written media, call it what you like, depending on the involvement and depending on the levels that are required, I do really honestly think that that's something that's been missing in our world for quite some time. And with just a bit of effort and a bit of work, the training can actually make a real difference. So have a look at this particular setup. Have a look at my website, as usual, socialworldpodcast.com, where the information is at the moment. But I'm so committed to this that I'm now starting to build a new website specifically for this called socialcaremedia.com. And very soon that will be online. So look, thanks again. And uh, remember, keep your ideas coming for this program. I get plenty, but I could always do with more. Contemporary ideas, up-to-the-moment issues, challenges, what's going on in the media at the moment, what's going on in our world at the moment. And I'll record it and I'll do what you ask me, because it's your program as much as mine. Anyway, now I want to introduce Beverly Williams. Now, as I said, this is a nice interview. It's a person who's actually done quite a bit for actually promoting the profession. And... uh, the Social Workers of the Year Awards now have become quite a substantive event. And this year in November, it's uh, no exception. So, without any ado. I want to welcome to Bev Williams. Now, Bev, welcome to the programme. Good morning. Good morning. Now, um, so, well, let's start. Let's start with what you're possibly, I could honestly say, best known for, which is, is the, in the inaugural uh, Social Worker of the Year Awards in 2006, your idea, your baby, and something you ran for a few years, and now it's taken off like a rocket. So, effectively, can you just tell me a little bit about the beginning of these awards and why you thought about it, how you went about doing it, and what it was like in the early days? Okay, um, I qualified as a qualified social worker back in 2004 and I started my first role in um, the local authority of Hertfordshire. I, from the early start as I started to work there I recognized a lot of social workers are very down, very, they came across very low, with low self-esteem and I used to get some really negative comments about oh you'll be like us in a couple of years time and they used the word you, you'll become very jaded mm. and so on and so <laughs> forth. And I'm thinking, no, I don't want to be like that because I've just studied for two years and I want to come and make the changes that I trained to do. So I carried on um, doing my, my, my um, sorry, I carried on doing my work and so on. Mm-hmm. And when I moved to Peterborough Local Authority in 2006, I was getting the same vibes and the same atmosphere. All very good social workers, all doing phen- phenomenal jobs. And I wanted to be just like them. Yeah. But again, their self-esteem, David, just seemed really low. And then I just had a light bulb moment whilst I was sitting at my desk and I shared it with a very close friend of mine who's still a very good friend of mine to this day, also a social worker. And I said to her, 
Sarah, what do you think if I'd done something for social workers just for them, just to make them a bit, you know, bring their self-esteem up, to give them that motivation and to give them that recognition that I feel we really need. And because the media was always giving us negative um, um, publicity mm. and it was always something, anything that went wrong, it was always down to the social worker or social services. And she said, yeah, it sounds like a good idea, Beth. So during my spare time, which was very limited, I started the Social Work of the Year Awards. I started it at the um, hotel, in, the parking hotel in Northampton was where I had my very first one in October of 2006. I had over 300 people attend. Um, and so it started from there. And then each year it just grew and grew. And I will just try and identify people through you know, Googling um, local authorities yeah. and sending yeah. out adverts. So that's where it started from, David, was in two. Okay. How did, how did you choose people at the beginning? Who, you know, how, what kind well, of process? Because, I mean, you, you started with a complete blank sheet of paper. Absolutely. What I did was um, we, I, I drew up these um, application forms, you know, at home. I, I drew up the application forms and then I would send them out to people and encourage each other to nominate somebody what I did for judging was I would ask managers or directors of any local authority, I'll go and visit them. I said, look, we're doing this um, social work awards and I'd really appreciate if you'd be part of the judging panel and they'll take the application forms and they'll pick who they wanted and we moved around with them. So that's where the judging came from. It was very um, just mm. managers offering to help and, you know, put their spare time in. Well, there's and more, there's more categories now than there were at the beginning, aren't oh there? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean... As I said, I ran it single-handedly for five years, and I, I still laugh when somebody said, so where's the rest of your team? I said, there was no team, it was yeah. just solely me. <laughs> However, as I said, um, five years after I started, Sanctuary um, came along, and David Rook came, sorry, James Rook came, and he saw the event, and he thought it was good. And he and I met up after the event a couple of times, and we spoke about a way of taking it forward. And I have to look back, and when I attend each year, and it's now, I think, on its 11th year now, um, it's just grown. It's grown more than I ever imagined it would be. I mean, we've had three sessions of it in the House of Commons alone. I mean, to get to the House of Commons, social workers in the House of Commons, that was a breakthrough. Um, and the only reason we moved from the House of Commons was because we outgrew the House of Commons. It couldn't accommodate the amount of people that wanted to attend. So now it's held at the London Lancaster Hotel um, every year in November, and this year is no different. So we're we've moved on. No, twenty fourth of November, London Lancaster Hotel. Quite happy to sort of put a plug in for you Thank there. Thank you. Um, and but I believe this year you have um, about three hundred or over three hundred nominations alone. For, is Even that... just saying the number yeah. makes me smile. From <laughs> makes me grin from ear to ear because that is the highest nominees we've had since we've been going over 300 nominations we've had this year so there is a panel of judges a wealth of knowledge and all i can say is good luck to the judges mm -hmm. they've got a lot of um sifting through to go through but that alone tells me david that it's getting out there people are hearing about it and more people are taking it and you know and sometimes i find that when i go to different local authorities People may not know my face, but as soon as I say my name, oh, I know you and I've read about the Social Work of the Year Awards. And that's what I want to hear. I want people to know this is theirs. This is this is for them. It's their ownership and social workers, you know, are now starting to take, you know, that 
taking the control and saying, this is our baby now. So oh. it's grown. Now, Bev, you uh, obviously um, were recognised for promoting social work, for promoting the good things that we all know go on in social yeah. work, the success stories, um, the things that you don't hear <clears throat> too much about in the national media on a regular basis. You only yeah. tend to hear the negative stuff. We know that and we're all trying to work around that. But I think you, the recognition you got for it, in fact, you got awarded an MBE uh, for your work. Now, when was that? I certainly did. In May of 2015, I was um, um, recognised with the MBE, um, and that was taking place at Buckingham Palace. Mm. Um, so, yes, I, I got my MBE. But even when I received that MBE, David, again, I, I said I received it for all the social workers out there because it kind of put us, give us that recognition that we all needed as well. So I carried that title with great pride as a social worker okay, and, and not as an individual. No, well, fine. I mean, I accepted that. But obviously, I mean, a lot of what you individually did led to that. But what I was going to ask you about really was that um, the changes. You you see the good side. You see all the people that turn up at the awards ceremony. You, you hear the good news. You know, we, we celebrate it this once a year. I've still got the impression, though, that the, that the profession is not as well received in, in the public eye as it should be, and certainly as it is in other Western industrialised countries. I mean, why do you think that is, Bev? I mean, what's your take on it? Oh, um, I think about this quite often. Um, I, I can't put my finger as to why things are still... Not, why there's not sufficient or significant changes within our career. Because for me personally, David, I have to say, as a social worker, I still smile about my job. I'm still passionate about my team. I see myself doing anything different than what I do now. Um, I know we're losing a lot of social workers in this career. And I think a lot of it could be down to the bureaucracy and all the paperwork and the, the, the hours we have to spend. I mean, social work, I always say, is not a nine to five role. Um, you know, it, it's like 24 seven. I, I see social workers as the fifth emergency service, if that makes sense, because we're always on hand. We're always available. Um, we never really switch off emotionally or mentally because we've always got some case or some child mm -hmm. or some family on the forefront of our mind. Um, yes, we're still going to get negative publicity because something, it just takes a tragedy and, you know, we're all human, but it does take a tragedy, it just takes one tragedy and, you know, it puts everything back down to where we started from. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with you that, that that's how we are and that's how we see ourselves and so forth. But the other, well, the, the actual <clears throat> emergency services don't seem to get as much negative publicity. And I think, you know, it's always surprised me just how much, you know, talking to colleagues in, I mean, and, and this podcast, for example, will be of interest because now this, this program goes into 107 countries. And so, um, you know, a lot of them um, take this in America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, whatever, but they tend to be much more respected within their own communities than social workers do. And I mean, I imagine that you see that as a fight still to be going on. Oh, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, 
um, the public. I mean, one of the things I went into social work to do was to change the perception of the public towards social workers. And I feel in the cases that I've worked and the feedback I get from clients I've worked with, worked with the service users, is I, I remember one young man who I really did help him get his son back into his care. And I remember when I left him, he said to me, Beverly, of all the social workers I've worked with, you've actually made a difference. And it's really made him get that faith back into social workers. And he feels no way now about working with them. So for me personally, when I hear things like that, it, I then realise, yes, I've done something good and I've made that change that I set out to do. And I think that's what we all need to do is changing our, our, changing our, our way that we speak to our service users and the way we, we treat them with respect as well. Do you find that the politicians who obviously change all the time, but that, that generally politicians get social work, understand social work? Because we've bounced around over the years, in my yes. understanding, from department to department or from minister to minister or from bits of legislation here, bits of legislation there, people's idea of social kind of... Um, well, just changes and 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 what they want, and you know, following the whole dogma uh, as opposed to following what we would consider to be um, the best for society. So, I mean, is that your vision as well? Or, or I mean, do you think we're getting there? That's what I'm trying to ask you, David. If I'm going to be honest, I'm going to say we're getting there. I think I think one thing one thing I've recognised, and I I think that'll be echoed, is with the social work awards since it started, um, when it started growing. We're getting so much um, recognition from MPs. I mean, every year there's somebody there. I mean, one year we had the Secretary of State there. We've had MPs um, doing speeches there. We go to, we also, apart from the Social Work of the Year Awards ceremony in November, we also get invited to a parliamentary reception at the House of Commons in the, usually around the March, April time. Mm. So, I, and we get a fantastic reception there. And I think from that alone, they're starting to, I'm starting to see some, I'm starting to see some changes, small as it may be, but we, I have to look that there is some positive can be coming through from this. Okay, what about the Professional Association, the British Association of Social Workers? Um, what's your view on their journey? I can't really comment too much about that, David, because I, I'm, I'm, I, I haven't really kept up with what's got, what the changes are on, mm. on that score. So I'm not really in a position to comment that much about where, where that's going. I'm not, I'm, I'm not in a position to well, say they're, much they're about They're getting that. more members. Let me put it that way. I mean, on the, on the upside, they most certainly are getting more members. They have over 20,000 social workers now as members, which I think is much, much healthier than it used to be. Than it was when it started, yeah. It's definitely going in the right direction, mm. put it that way. And I think it could only do good for the profession. But there are um, 100,000 social workers in the UK. And yeah. therefore, it makes you, I wonder why, because, I mean, they do offer good things for social work. They offer, apart from protection and apart from support and, and you know, advocacy, they, they offer yeah. lots of good policy work as well. I just, I just wonder, you know, it's a strange one, you know, because social workers are responsible too. I mean, it couldn't just mean that it needs more publicity. Maybe somebody needs to go around to different local authorities at staff meetings and talk about it a bit more. I mean, you've got to rec you, people need to be aware that social workers on a day-to-day -day basis, we're just constantly focusing on the job at hand. So when it comes to like reading the, the, the professional magazines and, all, and you know, Googling things about what's going on in the media, 
it, it's, t you know, we just don't always find that time to keep up with all the things that's happening. So maybe just need somebody just to go around and just maybe publicize it a bit more and let people know it's there for them and the purpose of it and what changes it, it's made for the profession. Hmm. I think just, one of the things I don't know if you'd agree is that we, I mean, relatively speaking, we are a young profession. I mean, although, you know, I mean, voluntary work has been around for a hundred years, but I mean, the actual profession as such has only really pulled together since about 1970. And, and effectively, that is very young in terms of other kind of uh, comparable yeah. professions, you know, within the workforce. Um, so maybe it's just a case of that um, you're, you and others like you are, are kind of some of the pioneers, let's put it that way. Definitely. Definitely that, yeah. Yeah. So look, uh, tell me more a little bit about the you know, November thing. You've got how many, how many categories roughly are there? Because there's, oh, there's team, team of the Year, there's, there's Social there's Worker so of the many. Year. There's so many, and I, did, I didn't bring, and unfortunately I didn't have them, them <laughs> that, that, that literature in front of me, but there are so many now. There's, like I said, the overall one is the Social Worker of the Year Award. We've got Student Social Worker, we've got Teams, um, mm. we've got we got adults as well as children. We need to always make remember that there's, you know, because all the white advocates oh, yeah. for children's oh, yeah. side, we've got the adult ones, we've got disability teams. Um, the company that actually runs it and, and um, does all the work for it is Genesis, and they do a phenomenal job. I mean, when people come to, I describe the November ceremony bigger and better than the Mobile Awards. The atmosphere there alone, David, and I'm sure if you, you recall, is electrifying. And for me, that for me is a rewarding on its own, just to see the faces of people, how happy they are. Um, that this is happening for them. So yes, it, it, it's a fun, it's a, a really great event to go to. Okay, I'm going to ask you a couple of final questions now. All right, the, the usual kind of wrap up questions, but important ones. Firstly, I want you to imagine that um, the future, as you well know, and we're, we're talking here digitally. You know, the the, the 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 social work will change. We know that. You know, there will always be face-to-face, -face, but a lot of people are saying that a lot more social work is going to be done um, either online or remotely or, um, you know, packages and assessments, because that's your particular skill, assessments, you know, are going to be done in a, in a more kind of um, computerized way rather than uh, by a human how do you feel about the changing face of assessment and the changing face of, of how social work is actually delivered? It cannot work. It, it, it just cannot work. I, I think, for, I mean, as I said, I'm an, I do assessments now and I've been doing that since last year. And you have to have that face-to-face -face contact. You have to have that interaction with the client, the service users. You have to be in their homes. You have to sit down and get to know them. You, it, it just cannot be done. It's not an online system or something that you can just do mm. electronically. You need, social workers will, will always have to be there to go out and see people. It just cannot be done without them. I agree but, with you. I do agree with you. I, I just wondered, though, that there are some things I think we could hopefully embrace that... I mean, for example, you know, like GPs will do some minor kind of consultations like on Skype or wherever, you know, and elderly people whose relatives, for example, are in Australia and have never used a computer in their life can be encouraged to talk to them face to face and maintain the contact and be stimulated in that way. And, you know, smart homes where people can stay in their own homes for longer um, because there's a lot of computerized support there for them. I think there are some things, surely, that we can um, embrace but never lose the face-to-face, -face, as you say. 
no, we could never we could never lose that face to face thing. I mean, as me speaking as an individual, I can just I don't do online banking. I, I'm just not IT literate at all. So never. And I do feel for the elderly who has to remember all these pin numbers and mm-hmm. passwords. And it's just getting ridiculous now that I can't even cope with the, the changes that's going on with diver with devices, etc. Okay, well, listen, final question, all right? I want you to envisage that um, I'm a, a student, okay, thinking of a profession and not sure what to choose. Why would I choose social work? It's funny you ask me that question because when I do come across young people, like you, as a scenario you said, who don't know where to go, I always say to them, think about going into social work because some people do put them off, oh, don't do that. I always say to them, think about going into social work. And the reason why I say that, David, for me, it's a very, it is, I'm not going to uh, minimize it. It's a very demanding career. It's a very demanding role. But for me, it's a satisfying job. I can come home every day and know in my heart of hearts that I've done a good job today and I can sleep quite comfortably at night. I think for me as a social worker, I'm there to help and work with individuals, families, communities. And we're going into somebody's home. That is a privilege on its own to go into somebody's home that they've never met and to be felt, you know, welcome. And my role is to help them to improve their lives and that of their children. Uh, as social workers, we're there, we're, we protect people. We're there to pr- protect the vulnerable, people from harm, abuse. We're there to support people to live independently. We, and I, I, what I like about social work as well, you're not working alone. We're working with a multidisciplinary team. We work with the health, the education, the police, the schools. We work with everybody around that child and family to make sure we are doing the right thing for them and making the right decision. So I, it's, it's, a, it's a scenario of views, but it's something real for me. I always encourage young students and young people that I come across to consider going to social work. Okay, Bev. Well, look, thanks ever so much. Good luck on the 24th of November at London Lancaster Hotel. Now, I, I, if people are listening and still want to go along to that, is there? would you know if there's space or not still? Yes, they can contact the, um, they go on to www.socialworkersawards.com website mm-hmm. and they will find out how they can actually apply for a ticket. I know they're limited, the seats are limited because, you know, and it's a Friday, but even on a Friday, David, we could have up to 350 <laughs> people there on a Friday. All but right. it's a phenomenal night and I think everybody needs to get involved in it. All right, Bev. Bev Williams, thank you ever so much for talking to me and best of luck. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. Okay, Bev, that was fine. I've come off now. Feel all right about it? Yes, I'm great. I've got 9% left. There you are. That worked out really well. There you are. I mean, so good. So, I mean, um, I can't remember who was talking to me, Jenny or Genesis or whatever, about the awards themselves. I mean, it's obviously a good thing. And, um, and then Jenny was talking to me about maybe recording some people there. I don't know. Oh, that much gosh, yeah, idea. that would be great. I mean, you or, know or even just introducing some people there, you know, and getting to know them a bit. I don't oh, that would be amazing. I'll tell you one year, David, I'll never forget, was a guy called, I think his name, Brian Mitchell. Now, this was a social worker with tattoos on his arm, proper man. And you know what, David, when I say proper man, I mean, you know, real man's man. But when he heard his name call up to receive a silver, he Mm. had tears in his eyes. And it made me, I think everybody must have cried. And then at the end, he came and said, Beverly, thank you so much. I said, no, Brian, 
you did it. You deserve it. He said, no, it's made my, my daughter, my mom so proud. And he was crying. And I will never forget that guy. Brian Mitchell, never forget him. But just because he was just no, so... No, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah. tried because he got a silver. Well, you read out, they read out the winners, don't you? I mean, oh, yeah. like, does yeah, somebody interview the them a little bit on stage? So, sorry? Does somebody interview them a little bit on stage? Um, no, because I think time consumed, they, they don't... Some, no, I, can't, no, I don't think... Because James um, Rourke, you know, from Sanctuary, yeah, he's James. MC. I don't think he... No, I don't think they do. They, I don't know. They just go up, get their reward, get a round of applause and um, get this their This might focus. be nice some people to hear, you know, a little bit, of, 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 I mean, about them. They talk about them before they get it because what they do, they'll mm. call out, say, for example, four nominees for whatever category and they'll talk about each of them individually. They will show their profile up on the screen, on the television yeah. screen. Yeah. And then they'll break it down to who's got the um, silver, then who's got the overall winner of that Pacific category. Ever so, thank you very much, Bev, for, the, for your no, help. No, thank you, David. It's really kind of you. Thank all you right. so much, and good luck with everything anyway. All right, all the and best. I'll be tuning into the podcast now. <laughs> good woman, thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye.